Hi, everybody, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen in to our Hilco Global Smarter Perspective podcasts. I'm your host, Steve Katz, and we're really glad that you could tune in today. Uh, We have a great discussion for you, and that discussion is going to be centered around the importance of developing and utilizing 13-week cash flows properly in retail businesses. And with us for that discussion are Michael Appel, Charvi Gupta, and Jake Ringelstein from Getzler Henrik. Guys, it's great to have you on the podcast. Great to be here, Steve again, and uh, looking forward to a great discussion. Thanks for having us. Looking forward to uh, being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Okay. Yeah, well, we're really, really glad to have you here. Uh, Michael, to get us started today, I'm hoping that you could touch on why you feel that this topic is such an important one to cover with those in retail. Right. Well, uh, uh, I think that that looking back on my career and that of my colleague, uh, Mark Sampson, who are the managing directors in our retail practice, over the past 25 years, there has not been one engagement where a 13-week cash flow was not required. And of course, people come to us uh, because the, their businesses are facing challenges, they're stressed, etc. Controllers and CFOs, in most cases, make statements. We don't need a 13-week cash flow as we reconcile our cash daily. Well, that's because they're in a pipe drill, and it is the first sign that they are running out of cash. Delaying payments and unfortunately also using trust funds like payroll taxes, sales taxes, and pension contributions to keep their businesses afloat. And, uh, Sharvey and Jake can take us through the importance and stuff that, and, and, and other, uh, examples of things that they have seen in that regard. And, um, I can't stress enough the critical need to embed a rolling 13 cash flow discipline into every company's operations. And, you know, if you look at well-run companies, uh, it's a matter of course that they're doing rolling 13-week cash flows, and they're also they're also um, projecting their cash needs out usually 52 weeks. So, but 13 weeks, if we have that, you know, that's a great start. Whether a company is essentially healthy, as I said, uh, growing or stressed, this tool enables management to forecast cash needs and stay ahead of potential problems, whether it's tight liquidity or the need to fund growth. All right, Michael. Well, you know, you certainly do make a really compelling case right out of the gate. Uh, so let's turn next to Charvi for a bit of a drill down on 13-week cash flows and what exactly they measure. Charvi? Sure. Uh, a 13-week cash flow forecast is a short-term financial planning tool that helps companies manage and anticipate their cash position over a specific period. Uh, it typically covers a quarter of a year and provides a very uh, detailed projection of cash inflows and outflows for each week. Um, and also, it, it helps companies make informed decisions about their financial strategy. So it's a great tool to have. Um, and, and to develop one, there are a few steps. Firstly, you need to estimate your weekly cash receipts, which are based on your outstanding open accounts receivable and uh, weekly sales projections. People should know that this is not an income statement and is done on a cash basis. So think of which week, um, how much cash comes in, how much cash goes out. Um, some nuances for retailers to factor in while projecting sales can be seasonality, current trends, upcoming promotions, events. Uh, second, uh, you need to project the weekly cost of producing or purchasing inventory. Again, uh, given this is cash basis, think about supplier terms and slander cash payments accordingly. Um, and think about all the operating expenses that are there, such as rent, utilities, salaries, sales and marketing, and, and slot them in. 
then you should account for any loan or credit repayments that are due during the 13-week period. Um, now, while developing a cash flow, retailers need to think about a few things. Uh, first is working capital. One issue that we see a lot uh, with retailers is overstocking or understocking. So use a 13-week cash flow as a tool to optimize inventory. Then on the payable side, uh, managing payment terms with suppliers to align with cash needs uh, is also important. Uh, and, and with respect to receivables, it's also critical to monitor their collection and adjust payment terms uh, to, to accelerate the cash inflows. Then second is contingency planning. We always recommend uh, that companies set aside a portion of the cash as a buffer for unexpected expenses or emergencies. And we also uh, run different scenarios for our clients to assess the impact of uh, changing sales projections or unexpected events in the cash flow. Uh, so basically, you're all set for success in case there are any hiccups later. And finally, comparing actual um, uh, actual cash flows against what you forecasted to identify discrepancies and then uh, adjusting uh, future projections accordingly is also important to make your cash flow relevant and up to date. Okay, great. So that's uh, that's terrific background. What about uh, you know a real world example that perhaps one of you can share? Because you know we love to learn about those um, something perhaps where a client did use the thirteen week cash flow and it really paid off. Jake, do you have anything like that? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so we recently worked with an activewear uh, retailer um, following the pandemic that had seen aggressive growth in the years prior to the pandemic. They started with uh, one store and then right before the pandemic, we're doing close to $40 million in omni-channel revenue. Um, and, you know, at one issue um, that they faced that Charvi mentioned was this company would, you know, buy seasonal inventory and then anticipate increasing revenues as they had seen, you know, but as happens, the, the pandemic hit. This obviously affected their sales, margins suffer, and this this inventory that they had stocked up on became obsolete. This led to a uh, you know liquidity crisis with their lender, and the first thing that they tried to do was to throw money at the problem, and that's when Getzer Henrik was called in as these relationships between the lender and the company deteriorated, and that's where we stepped in, created a 13-week cash flow to try and identify the problem. Um, so why was this ultimately beneficial for them to bring us in? Um, the first thing that we like to say is that sometimes uh, the 13-week cash flow we're able to check the pulse of the business. And that's what we were able to do here. We were able to accurately um, identify how much funding this company would need um, to proceed and smooth relationships with their lender before helping the company back on their feet, um, securing the funding, and then removing ourselves from the situation. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like without a step like that, you could really be headed down a bad path. So uh, it's becoming, I think, more clear why it's such an important element, you know, for a business. And, you know, I think when we talk about retailers specifically, I guess maybe I would turn back to Charvi to ask, why is it perhaps even more critical for retailers to, to focus on on those 13 week cash flows? Uh, sure. So with retail, you have the whole holiday shopping frenzy, all the Black Friday sales. And while summer might be a slow season for some, if you're dealing with beachwear, this is the center stage. So managing seasonality is so critical and a 13-week cash flow is just great for that. And piggybacking on what Jake said, there's also the issue with, with uh, overstocking and understocking. And this tool really helps to optimize inventory levels. And I'll give you an example. So if no one is buying bags with huge logos and quiet luxury is trending, 
all that inventory that you overbought that screams low booming yeah is no good or if this is the season for oversized blazers and well you just ran out of them you're giving up your revenue that you should have made to your competitors then there's always the sudden expenses that people forget to account for you have uh, equipment repairs store maintenance sudden regulatory changes and these can really put a strain on your cash reserve but uh, if you have a sense of which weeks you have surplus versus low cash and you have a buffer cash build up you can really prepare well in advance for these now if you are at a stage where you're looking to go to market to secure financing or investments or trying to have discussions with your lender regarding any sort of debt restructuring it's an excellent tool to have in your pocket lenders and investors love companies with a clear well documented cash flow forecast it shows them how much cash is available to service the debt uh, actions that you're taking to improve cash flows it also shows them that you have a clear understanding of the cash conversion cycle and enables you as well as the bank to uh, closely monitor the financial covenants and finally with retail given you have so many promotional activities going on at the same time um this tool really helps in aligning your marketing and sales efforts and ensuring that promotional activities are not only driving sales but also aligning with cash flow projections Overall I'd say it's a great tool for fostering long-term growth and sustainability of any business. And Jake you have another great example do you want to share that? Sure. So unlike the first client um where they kind of had us do a um liquidation analysis we actually worked recently with a company um that had already decided that they were going to wind down and so understanding their cash flow and understanding if they were going to have enough money to actually fund this wind down um was the reason that they had brought us in um cuz as Charvi mentioned it's a the 13 week cash flow um can also be used as a financial planning tool and so that's what this company was looking to do um was understand how much money they have would they be able to fund their wind down of their business that's when we were brought in the client did not realize they actually did not have enough money for the wind down they thought they you know had budgeted correctly close to 3 million dollars um to fund the wind down and it turned out after we had done our analysis of the business and created our cash flow um that there was actually close to uh, a 2 million dollar deficit you know that's a pretty big swing in cash and that's really troubling for a business that is winding down so how does how does this happen that they were they were so wrong similarly the financial department wasn't recording all invoices um and operating expenses that they had to um pay for their wind down and the biggest problem with this company um was that they didn't want to go into an involuntary bankruptcy so securing funding for them was tough the point here being that the cash flow is really able to uh discover troubles that a business might recognize that they're facing fortunately for this company um they did have a good bit of real estate that they were able to possess um and so they were able to leverage down on their real estate secure their funding um and proceed with their wind down. Yeah, so fortuitous for them, but it sounds like these sorts of things occur more than often than you might think, right? Absolutely. All right, so that's you know terrific detail. We're almost out of time, so to wrap us up, I'm hoping that each of you could provide what you would consider your top tips on how to best utilize 13 week cash flows properly in retail. Uh who wants to go first? I can feel that one. First things first, I'd certainly say that in, your inputs play a very important role in your modeling, analyzing past financial data, identifying trends, patterns, and incorporating those types of things into your model is really important. Taking this historical data, 
seasonal fluctuality can really help you predict the timing of your cash ins and outflows. And one thing that we like to say is that, you know, your model is only as good as your inputs. So making sure that you have good inputs um, so that you can accurately um, predict your cash flow is very important using realistic assumptions for upcoming promotions, economic conditions, market trends, especially when it comes to retail are things that we really like to incorporate. I'd also say regularly updating your data, reviewing your inputs, your data is very important. Staying up to date, gathering financial data, cash balances, accounts receivable, accounts payable. Um, Some of those issues that we mentioned earlier in the podcast that some companies weren't doing is something that we always focus on um, when creating a 13-week cash flow or any cash flow. You know, and and the more accurate uh, your data and the more current your data, the the better your forecast will be. We also, you know, kind of. Included in this is a variance analysis, checking your actual versus budget, because there's really no point in having a projection if you don't have something to measure it against. That's something that's really, really important. And then as you kind of update your actuals, you'll have a rolling cash flow. Thinking of just one more that comes to mind is just continuous improvement, evaluating your model, forecasting progress, results, um, and identifying areas where maybe you can improve your model uh, depending on the client and then adjusting your uh, forecast methods accordingly are uh, some tips that I have. Charby, I'm not sure if uh, any others come to mind for you. Sure. I'd like to add a couple of points here. Um, we often deal with retailers that overlook the impact of return policies on the cash flow. Um, and returns can affect revenue, cost, inventory levels by a lot, apart from lost revenue. Returns have so many costs that you have to account for. Uh, There's shipping, handling, warehousing costs, credit card costs for refunds, uh, restocking costs, which can include inspecting, repackaging, preparing for the product for resale. So all of these need to be factored in as well. And uh, and so for retailers, uh, it's important to estimate return rates accurately and then adjust cash flow projections accordingly. Also, we often see companies that forget to include one-off expenses. These can be workers' comp that gets front-loaded or even insurance, uh, a portion of which might get paid up front and then spread over a number of months, or even um, license and permit renewals uh, that are done quarterly or annually. Okay, terrific. Well, thanks for sharing uh, those tips as well as all the information that we talked about uh, before that. There's quite quite a bit to digest, I think, and I know um, it's likely that there'll be some follow-up questions from uh, those who are listening today. So, Charvi, I know you had agreed to uh, service follow-up contact for any of those inquiries. Do you want to provide your contact info? Yeah, um, I can be reached by email at cgupta at getslahendrick.com, which is c G-U-P-T-A at GetzlerHendrick.com or by phone at uh, 929-215-1526. All right, perfect. Jake, Charvi, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Steve. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was it was great having you on, really. Let's, let's do, try to do it again soon to provide more tips. Uh, and listeners, we hope that, as always, Uh, This Hilco Smarter Perspective podcast provided you with at least one key takeaway that you can put to good use in your business or share with a colleague or client to help make them that much more successful moving forward. Until next time, for Hilco Global, I'm Steve Katz.